We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Start for the win. It's good. Shevsky takes flight as SGA plays through the contact, banks it in on the foul. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the uncontested post-game podcast edition. I'm your host for tonight, Justin. As the Thunder beat the San Antonio Spurs 118 to 112 to close out the preseason. Before we dive in, I want to let you know that we are proudly part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and Daily Thunder. If you don't already, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star rating. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok for all of your Thunder content needs. The regular season, it's coming. Tonight was the preseason finale for Oklahoma City. They end it with a road dub to go 5-1 and one this preseason. Not too bad for a tanking team. Um, Exciting stuff. Exciting stuff to watch these young guys go out and compete. It's preseason. Slap a big old asterisk on it. I encourage you to do so, but it's encouraging. It's fun basketball that's being played by this young group we're going to dive into that much more deeply but an overall game summary um if you did not get to watch this game tonight oklahoma city wins 118 to 112 but they had a slow start this game started off and it looked like the thunder had regressed to the mean we saw some some tweets today about how well the thunder were shooting this preseason that three ball was pouring through the basket. Oklahoma City coming into tonight was shooting 39.9% from behind the arc in the preseason. That's third highest of any NBA team this preseason. What's probably even more impressive is that they were doing it on the most attempts of anybody in the top five at 183 attempts. Well, the bad news is Oklahoma City shot three of 18 from behind the arc in the first half tonight. And it showed. Uh, They were chucking. They were clanking. Balls were not going through the basket. And it looked like Oklahoma City, you know, was regressing to the mean a little bit. The Spurs got up 12, I believe it was, pretty early in the first quarter. 
looked like they were going to uh, make tonight pretty ugly. But Oklahoma City went on a run. They really finished every single quarter strong. They end up, after the first quarter, only being down by five. Like I mentioned, after being down by 12, Oklahoma City cuts that lead to five, 31 to 26 after the first quarter. Halftime, it was tied. Third quarter, same thing. The Spurs came out. They widened the lead. Looked like they were taking control. And then Oklahoma City finishes the quarter really strong. Again, they only get outscored by two in the third. And then the fourth quarter, Oklahoma City took over on the backs of guys like J-Dub, Trey Mann, Eugene Omarui, as we would all expect. <laughs> and Oklahoma City outscores the Spurs by eight in the fourth quarter to ultimately win this game by six. Impressive stuff from the young the young guns on this team. We saw a lot of minutes. Uh, not that there's anybody really old on this team, but we saw a lot of minutes from a lot of the young guys. We saw a lot of weird lineups. Um, we saw a lot of guys that probably aren't getting a ton of minutes playing in this game, but we also saw, you know, solid minutes from guys like Josh Giddy and Trey Mann and J dub and the combinations of all those I thought were really, really interesting. So let's dive in. I've got five takeaways tonight. My five takeaways. Number one, J-Dub is the business. Number two, Josh Giddy shot. Number three, Trey Mann stays a bucket. Number four, Bays finishes the preseason strong. And number five, Jang's development. So let's dive in. Number one, J-Dub is the business. What a game from J-Dub tonight. Uh, J-Dub in this game against the Spurs, 31 minutes, 21 points on seven of eight shooting, including one of one from behind the arc and six of seven from the free throw line. He tacks on one rebound, two assists and one steal for good measure. But my, oh my, Mr. Jalen Williams from Santa Clara, be still my beating heart. What a game. What a game from J-Dub. Um, asterisk preseason, obviously, but super, super exciting stuff from J-Dub tonight. He had one play that I think both Nick and Jacob tweeted about tonight at like the exact same time. Late in the game, important possession, um, as important as a possession in a preseason game can be, but he splits the defenders and there, there was no room for that split. He had the ball in the corner, three-point arc, he drives towards the basket. The defenders try to cut him off, and he slips through with the tiniest of a sliver, the smallest window you could have, slips right through with perfect ball control and gets to the basket. And it was a, it was a big basket. Uh, it was when the game was really tight down the stretch. Incredible. Incredible ball control, incredible vision to see that lane, to execute it, to pull it off. Really, really solid all-around game from J-Dub tonight. He had some nice defensive uh, possessions tonight as well. Looked solid defending guys. San Antonio had some guys tonight that were putting on a show. Josh Primo, primarily. 23 points for Primo. Looked really impressive. Devin Vassell looked like he thought it was a playoff game. Keldon Johnson played really well. San Antonio had some guys that were getting buckets. And J-Dub was asked to guard quite a few of them. Early on in the game, it was J-Dub and, and Dort that were really kind of primary on Keldon Johnson, which I think is, is fascinating to see. He's not just 
a one-dimensional player. I think he he definitely can bring it on both ends. And seeing him get that Keldon Johnson assignment is fascinating. Um, a great stat from Nick. Uh, our our own Nick Crane tweeted this out tonight. Throughout the preseason, J Dub averages fourteen point four points, five point two assists, and one point eight steals per game. You love to see it. You love to see it. I cannot wait to see J-Dub alongside SGA. I cannot wait to see J-Dub in actual meaningful minutes. He he was great down the stretch in a meaningless preseason game in San Antonio. I can't wait to see what he does in a game that like actually has some heft behind it, some pressure, some meaning. I want to see J-Dub in those moments because what I've seen so far, he's going to step up to the occasion. I'm very excited to see what he can do when the when the lights are shining bright and the pressure's on, I think he's going to do some great things in a Thunder uniform, and I can't wait to watch it. Speaking, speaking, bless me, of doing great things in a Thunder uniform, Josh Giddy, Josh Giddy and his shot specifically, Mister Chip England, uh, you deserve a raise. I don't know what they're paying you, probably a lot, honestly, but you deserve a raise. We are already seeing the fruits of the Chip England labor on one Josh Giddy. Uh Giddy, his shot just looks totally different from, from not landing as cockeyed as he used to to some of the mechanics on the ball. I'm not smart enough to understand all the ins and outs, but tonight Josh Giddy, 18 points off 7 of 13 shooting, 2 of 3 from behind the arc. As Josh Giddy does, he also added on 6 rebounds, 6 assists, and 2 steals, but we want to talk about his shot. Josh Giddy finishes the preseason eight of 15 from three. That's exciting. Again, preseason asterisk, please do, but that's really good. That's really good. Small sample size, only 15 shots, only a handful of games, but that that's a marked difference for Josh Giddy. And when you watch him shoot, it looks different. Nick, Nick posted an awesome Side-by-side, another shout-out for Nick. Side-by-side video of Giddy's, uh, a couple of his free throws, one from last season, one from this season. You can absolutely see the difference in some of his kind of fundamental mechanics, the shooting form, the way he is positioning the ball on his hands, the way that he's flicking his wrist. It just looks different. And that's exciting. If that's real, if that if that actually translates and sticks around for a while, and we see a more reliable shooter from Josh Giddy. look out. Put the league on notice now. Because if you compare the shooting, uh, or if you combine the shooting, rather, with his passing and his IQ, he, man, just like what a player. What a player he could be. I'm getting excited to see, again, how that continues throughout the season. So far, though, preseason, A+. A-plus for Josh Giddy's shot. Let's hope that sticks around. Speaking of shots, Trey Mann. Trey Mann stays a bucket. I cannot get enough of watching Trey Mann play basketball so far this preseason. Unreal minutes from Trey Mann. 17 points tonight in 30 minutes on the floor. 6 of 16 shooting, but 4 of 8 from behind the arc. On a night when nobody on the Thunder really shot well from behind the arc. 4 of 8 from Trey Mann. He, he had pull-ups, he had off the dribbles, he had shots from halfway to Shea Serrano's house, way out from behind the arc. He, he did it all, and he looks so fluid and so comfortable and so confident. 
like he looks like 2k when the gr- when the the shot meter is is green as it can possibly be he's feeling it and i sincerely hope that the break over the next six days does not break that uh that hot streak because i want to see this translate to the regular season if trey can shoot with any semblance of what he's done in this preseason, he's going to light some people up this season. His final stats from the preseason, 55.9% from behind the arc on 34 attempts, 19 of 34 from behind the arc. Really impressive stuff from Trey. That's just unbelievable. Like that's a high volume for preseason and 55.9%. It's awesome. It's so, so much fun to watch. Uh, Kamel in the chat, great point. You know, Trey's more than a shooter. He His creation is good. His effort on D is relevant. We've talked about that, and I think it, it will continue to show itself throughout this season. Trey Mann's eating his broccoli. He's doing things on the defensive end. He's not just a spot-up shooter and then somebody that you can take advantage of on defense. He's also not somebody that you can just treat solely as a shooter. He's got other moves in his bag. He's a shot creator. He's a space creator. He can get to the basket. He can find other guys and facilitate. He can be a connector, as is the Thunder buzzword of the day. He can do it all. And he can murder you and embarrass your family with his three-point shooting. And we've seen him do that a lot. And I hope, I hope, I hope that translates to the regular season. I hope the hot streak continues. I want to see him ride it as long as he can. Um Super, super fun basketball minutes from Trey Mann this preseason. Very excited to see that continue into the regular season. Let's talk about somebody uh, that's been a little bit more up and down. Trey's been awesome this preseason. Giddy's been awesome this preseason. J-Dub's been awesome this preseason. So let's talk. Number four on my big thing is Darius Baisley. Darius Baisley finished the preseason strong. Let's compare the first two games that he played in to the last two games that he played in. The first two preseason games this year, Baisley averaged eight points off 40% shooting, seven boards, one and a half assists, and one block per game. He looked timid, indecisive. He was a ball stopper. He didn't look like uh, he was utilizing his explosiveness. He didn't look like he knew what to do to facilitate compared to a lot of other people on the floor that I think we saw some really high positives from during that time frame. It was frustrating to watch Darius Baisley in the first two preseason games. The last two, totally different, totally different from Bays. His last two preseason games, averaging 13 and a half points off 53% shooting, seven boards, two assists, and two and a half blocks per game. Tonight, just to get more specific, eight points on three of five shooting, four boards, two assists, and two blocks. He looked like a completely different player. He looked like the Darius Baisley that you want to see. This is an important year for Baisley. We've talked about it before on this podcast. I know plenty of others have as well. This is a this is kind of a nut up or shut up year for Bays. And the first two preseason games were not looking good for him. Um, he's turned it around. And I think that we're we're seeing a, a more impressive Darius Baisley, a more decisive Darius Baisley. You didn't see as much ball stopping. 
you didn't see as much like I'm going to get stuck trying to go one-on-one and you saw more. I'm going to use my athleticism in an impactful way. He had a nasty dunk over Pirtle tonight, threw it down with authority. Granted it was right after Pirtle stuffed him at the rim, but he's got the explosiveness. He has the physical tools. It's just knowing when to use them. It's knowing how to use them. Um, I think that that he'll have to continue to make sure that he's making good decisions with those minutes on the floor. I think the the problem for Bays is that he does have those physical tools, and I think he feels sometimes like he can take anybody one-on-one. The problem is it's the NBA, and everybody's got some physical tools, and you can't really rely on that. Like maybe he used to be able to, you know, before he reached the NBA. You've got to be smart about it too. What we saw the last few games from Bays was him bringing the basketball IQ side of things to the table. Um, Kieran in the chat, I'm still seeing the awkward stumbling ISOs and weird triple threat positions from Bays. It's like he thinks he's mellow. That's exactly what I was saying. It's like he thinks that he can take anybody one-on-one. He's got to cut that down because when he's at his best, it's when he's playing in the flow of the offense. It's when he's facilitating, when it makes sense. It's when he's using his athleticism when it makes sense. It's not trying to force things or trying to take guys one-on-one. Those are the moments where it just really makes you scratch your head with Bays. Um, but I'm encouraged by what we saw the last couple games. I, I was very discouraged by the first few. I think, he again, this is something that he's got to figure out moving into the season. One, to get minutes in the rotation. Because I think there's other guys that have shown they can give you solid minutes that his minutes are not a given like they used to be. There's enough guys on this team. You can you can find somebody to fill Bayes' minutes. But I think also for him having a role on this team, for him having a role in the NBA, he's got to show that he can put it all together and, and be that complete package. And if he plays like he, he did the last couple of games and continues to build on that, he can do so. He can do so. I think his ceiling is a lot lower than maybe we thought it was a few years ago. I think we we've all kind of seen, seen where maybe he's at um, as far as his potential goes. I don't even know that he knows maybe where, where his place could be on an NBA roster on the thunder. I think he's got to figure that out a little bit more to understand what his role could be and how best to use the skills that he does have in order to complement this thunder team. But if he can continue to ride a wave of positivity that we've seen throughout the end of the preseason into the regular season, I'm much more encouraged about his fit and his, his place in the rotation moving forward. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The last of my big five takeaways from tonight is Jang's development. Usman Jang, 11 points tonight, five of eight shooting, two boards, two assists, and one steal. What continues to impress me, and I know I'm not, this is not a unique thought. I'm not the first person to think this at all, but his fluidity is very, very impressive. The way he moves around the floor, he looks so comfortable. I think a lot of times you see, especially young guys, look like um, Bambi on the ice a little bit. Like they don't know what to do. Uh, They don't know where to be. They don't know how to move. And they look scared. He's never looked like that on, on the floor for the Thunder. He's looked way more comfortable than I anticipated, given what his background was. Kind of the situation he was coming from to the Thunder. I thought there'd be much more of a learning curve in terms of like looking comfortable out there. That's a, that's a big piece. We saw it with Poku, right? Where he just looked like he didn't belong. He looked like he didn't know what was going on when he first set foot on a, in NBA court in NBA action. We saw it from Trey Mann, who is an insanely skilled player. He just looked a little bit out of sorts when he first got NBA action. Oost doesn't look like that. Now, what Oost does look like is he's not polished and he's not necessarily always in the right place at the right time. There was a couple moments where Poku, Poku of all people, was kind of like showing Oost where to go on the court, kind of redirecting him, telling him to stand somewhere else. He gets lost a little bit, but it's less like I, I'm kind of over in over my head on an NBA floor and more like he doesn't understand the scheme. He doesn't really, you know, know where he's supposed to be at all times and things like that. Those are things you can learn. The comfortability is a great starting place for somebody like Us. It's very, very exciting to see him look that comfortable when before the preseason, you know, I, I really thought he would spend a lot of time with the blue. I think now I'm not so sure about that. I think he'll still spend some time with the blue, probably it, not near as much as I thought. Uh, prior to the preseason. I think I've been very impressed with what he's brought to the Thunder so far. And I, I'm super excited to to continue to watch him develop this season as he starts to understand what's happening on the floor, as he starts to understand where he's supposed to be, what his role is. I think you're going to see him shine a lot more because right now it's kind of like, it's a little bit like glorified pickup. Um, more polished than summer league, obviously. Um, they've had some time in training camp, but it's still not where it's going to be later in the season. I think that's going to be really fun to kind of look back on this moment when we get later in the season and see where Oos has gotten to with his development. That rounds out my five big takeaways. Uh, what, what I would kind of wrap those up by saying is the rookies 
are really, really encouraging. We didn't talk about Jay Will tonight. Jay Will actually got the start. Uh, Jay Will starting at the five for OKC tonight. 26 minutes for Jay Will, 11 boards, two assists, and one point from the free throw line. But what he did, while he only had two assists, he was facilitating. He was standing at the top of the key. He was making passes. He was setting plays up. Not always assists, but maybe some hockey assists. He was making stuff happen. He's not, again, he's not a back-to-the-basket guy. He's not a I-can-only-take-charges guy. There's a little bit of that, like, Nick Collison-ness there where he's doing the little things. Now, we can't compare, like, every scrappy five-heart guy to Nick Collison, but I promise it's relevant. Um, he He's more than just, like, a, who I thought he was when the Thunder drafted him. I think we've seen a little bit more of that playmaking ability, that IQ, the connectorness. Kieran in the chat, Justin, are you drinking the Poku Nectar? I'm always drinking the Poku Nectar. But I think Jay will Jay will has shown some things um, that I wasn't expecting this preseason. So you combine Jay will and Jay dub and Jang and this, this group of thunder rookies minus the crown jewel Chet Holmgren has been very impressive in the preseason. They've, they've shown a lot more um, than I expected to see from them in, in these six games. So I'm, I'm very, very high on them. I'm very excited to watch them as we head into the regular season. Um, I'm very excited to watch them develop over the course of 82 games. Let's go now to the player of the game. Probably not a surprise. J dub. Like I mentioned the 21 points and he only missed one shot from the floor. Seven of eight shooting. J dub was everywhere. J dub was giving me the tingly feeling all night long. Uh, I love watching this kid play basketball. I'm super high on his future potential. I think he he showed so many things tonight that make you really excited for the future as a Thunder fan. And I think this will not be the last of J-Dub winning player of the game honors in a Thunder uniform. I want to get to some questions now. I've seen them coming in in the chat. If you're hanging out in the live stream, we have a lot of people in the live stream right now. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, still time to get in your questions. I'm also go, pulling up Twitter, making sure I don't miss anything over there. Um, but let's dive in the first question we've got. Does Jang finish the year top 10 in total minutes on the thunder? That's a great question coming on the heels of what we just talked about. I think it's definitely possible that he finishes top 10. I think looking at, uh, you know, the full thunder rotation, I, I absolutely think it's feasible that he finishes top 10. Like, I'm trying to look at guys that I think he'll finish above like Aaron Wiggins. I think probably probably finishes above Wiggins. Waters is a yes. Um, Omarui is obviously a yes on the two way deal. Um, I, I mean, I think he could finish up there with Jay will. I think he could finish up there potentially with a Poku. Um, maybe not as high as Poku. But like a Muscala, um, Kenny Hustle, I think could maybe be in that right range. And I think that the the caveat with this whole thing is it's not necessarily like, is Us the 10th best player on this team? That's not the question. This team's trying to develop talent. And I think that with what we've seen from him, he's he's earned a good chunk of minutes. He's earned a good share of minutes for this season 
uh, and you want to give him those to develop. You you want to give him those opportunities, and I think that's that's where the Thunder's emphasis should be this season. So I fully expect Us to be in the top ten of minutes for this team. Looking down, some more questions. What are your thoughts on Omer Rui? He's looked surprisingly really nice. Do you think he'll see minutes in the regular season? He is. He has looked surprisingly really nice. He honestly came in tonight and like gave the Thunder a spark. I think the last game I covered too. He he again kind of gave the Thunder some really solid minutes. I don't think he's going to get a bunch of minutes in the regular season. I think he's going to spend a ton of time with the Blue. We may see him late in the year potentially, but I I really don't anticipate uh, poor huge getting getting some big minutes throughout the regular rotation. I think it's. I kind of similar to, oh, uh, what's a good analogy? Maybe not Isaiah Roby, because um, Roby got more burn during the real regular season. But but I think he's he's gonna find most of his his playtime on the Thunder um, towards the end of the season, if I had to guess. Let's see. Looking for another question: Will Mascala be there for the opening of the season? Uh, I don't know the exact timetable on his injury. Um, I think he'll be around. I don't know if he'll be game ready. Um, I don't think he'll be fully back from that injury. Um, he's listed as day to day currently. Um, but I'm not mad about it if he doesn't play right away, because again, I think the emphasis for this thunder team is development. And if Mike Muscala is playing, that means he's taking develop or developmental minutes away from somebody else. And I'd rather see it be the young guys. That's just me. Another question in the chat. A couple questions asking about JRE. Uh, this one, JRE has had a quiet preseason. Are you at all concerned? Jerry um, has not looked as impactful as he did last season tonight specifically. 18 minutes, five points, one of seven from the floor, three boards, one assist, three steals, O of four from behind the three-point arc. It's preseason, so again, give it an asterisk. Um, but I think it, it's natural for guys to, you know, ha- that's why they call it a sophomore slump. That second year kind of getting more acclimated. Maybe you're you're trying to try out some new things. You're exploring new things in your in your game. I think the Thunder tried a lot of different things too, especially given the makeup of this roster. Jerry gets put in some tough situations. Unfortunately, he's he's the guy that I think probably hurts the most from not having Chet. Um, he he gets asked to do things that are maybe a little bit above his pay grade, and so you can't fault him too much when he gets taken advantage of in those situations. He's going to have a lot of rough nights this season with no real kind of core center on this team. They're going to ask him to do a lot. I think some of, some of Baisley's struggles can probably be pinned to that as well. Both those guys are getting asked to play maybe a little bit outside their comfort zone. Just ask Anthony Davis. Uh, but I, I think I'm not concerned yet if this continues for a good chunk of the season. Like, let's give it 20 games. Then, then I'm concerned. I think it's preseason. Maybe maybe they were just asking him to do something different and kind of try some some things out in the preseason. I think that's totally plausible. Um, Kamel in the chat, JRE will lose minutes for Jang. That's the thing, right? It's roster exploration. There's plenty of other mouths to feed. If someone's not getting it done, there's a lot of other guys that are 
on this roster that can come in and take those minutes and we could see see what they bring to the table it's going to be a very interesting season from that perspective because there's a lot of guys on this team that they can play some ball let's see uh what are your thoughts about dort tonight thank you kamel in the chat dort um dort was playing great to start the game dort hurt his knee late in the first half he was getting looked at by a trainer he didn't start the second half like he started the first half. And then the Thunder announced he had a knee contusion and would not return. Doesn't seem serious. Not worried about it. Um, I think it was probably precautionary. It's preseason. You hurt your knee. Take a seat. No need to push it. As far as his play, um, I think he's he's looked very, very solid. 0-4 from behind the arc tonight. But again, nobody for the Thunder really shot well from behind the arc. That was something that, you know, he's been shooting pretty well in preseason. I think, uh, you know, again, if he can continue to develop the offensive tools, the connector tools um, makes this team really, really fun for a guy like uh, for a guy like Lou Dort that can just destroy you on the defensive end. Also bring something at you on the offensive end makes him makes him such such a fun player for OKC. Another question in the chat. Give me where you think J-Dub lands in a redraft. I know, I know it's early, but based simply on what we've seen, um, definitely top 10 at this point. Like I, I think that he, he outplayed Sohan tonight pretty easily. Um, I'm comfortable saying top 10. I don't know if I'm willing to go further just because it's preseason, um, but he definitely outplayed Sohan tonight. But then you like other guys. Paulo looks pretty good. Jabari looks pretty good. Ivy looks real good. Sharp looks real good. There's a lot of guys having solid preseasons. I'm not willing to move him up too much farther. Um, but definitely very, very pleased with the J Dub so far. Last question, Kieran in the chat. You have to Thanos snap away all but one of the following: Trey Man, Lou Dort, Oos. And J-Dub, who are you keeping? I don't like this question, Kieran. You're mean. Um, you have to snap away all but one. Trey, Dort, Oos, and J-Dub. I think... Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm about to say this. I think I'm keeping J-Dub. Is that ridiculous to say after six preseason games? It's probably ridiculous to say. This is going to be one of those clips you can look back on in a few years and be like, what an idiot. Why did we think that? But he seems as of now, extremely early in his career in a rational time to be making proclamations about what the rest of his NBA career looks like. He seems like his ceiling is incredibly high and it's super fun to root for him. And I think I'm keeping Jade up. Don't judge me. Don't pull this audio later when he uh, fizzles out in his third year and becomes, um, you know, a Walmart clerk. Um, we're just going to pretend this podcast never happened at that point. I want to thank you all for joining me on the finale of the preseason. But guess what? The regular season is just around the corner. Oklahoma City opens the season next Wednesday at the Timberwolves. But before that, next Sunday, we're going to have our season preview show Sunday, 9 p.m. Central. Don't miss out. We're going to give all of our thoughts on the Thunder season ahead. 
you'll want to check it out. So make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on all the socials. We'll make sure to bring you all the Thunder content. Also, next week, our watch party. Watch party with our friends at Daily Thunder at Prairie OKC, Saturday, October 22nd at 8 p.m. Make sure to come on out for that. I'm going to be there. Jacob's going to be there. Lots of guys are going to be there. Some people from Daily Thunder are going to be there. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to have $1 off beers, $10 wings and fries. We're going to have hats to buy, stickers to give away, all kinds of fun stuff for us to do at Prairie OKC as we watch the Thunder take on the Denver Nuggets and hang out with y'all. So don't miss that. Lots of fun stuff in the future, including real basketball next week. So make sure you're around for all of it. Thanks so much for hanging out tonight. And until next time, Thunder Up. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.